Welcome to the Made Men Project. This is your man, DB, transformed from trauma victim into a victor over trauma and your emotional empowerment coach. You are now inside a project where every Monday we're bringing you an empowering person or message to dismantle society's false sense of masculinity and change the male narrative. Thanks for coming through today. Every man has secret sorrows which the world knows not. And oftentimes we call a man cold when he is only sad. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. My guest today is banker and real estate investor Sean Kashigan. Sean has suffered from suicidal depression since adolescence, intensified by the sudden loss of his brother to a drug overdose in 2007 and his father to cancer in 2015. Sean is now an avid supporter of men's mental health and works with several organizations to promote mental health awareness, vulnerability between men, and refining masculinity and what it means to be a man. This is going to be a great show. Make sure you leave a rating and review, and also be sure to share, share, share with those you think will benefit from this show. The Made Man Project is for every man and every woman that has men in her life that she loves and cares for. Now let's get to the show. Hey yo fellas, we, we, made men. we made men, try to believe that within. I just want to be a good man. Okay, I know you all, but tell me you a good man. Tell me you're a good man. So many men are being crushed. Societal demands to be tough. Yes, you guess you are enough. Okay. I just wanna be a good man. I can't relate to you, brother, cause you're a good man. Yes, you are a good man. I'm right beside you, I'm right behind you I know that life could be hard right? You're not a coward, you got the power For talking about your scars no, you're not soft. Let me inspire you, empower you because Society may want to see you fall You got another brother to call So many men are being crushed Societal demands to be tough Yes, you, yes, you are enough Don't bluff. Okay I can't relate to you, brother Cause you're a Yes, you are a Hey, I'm here, my brother Yes, you guess you are enough. I just wanna be a good man. I can't relate to you, brother, cause you're a good man. Yes, you are a good man. What's up, family? Welcome back to the Made Man Project. I'm your host, D Bean. Today I'm bringing you an avid supporter of Men Mental Health who works with several organizations to promote mental health awareness, vulnerability between men, and refining masculinity and what it means to be a man. My good friend, Sean Kashigan. Today, Sean is going to help me dismantle society's false sense of masculinity because so many men are being crushed on the societal demands to be tough, deny any kind of vulnerability, sensitivity, or any internal hurt and pain, and it's time to change that narrative. So listen, this is going to be a great, great show packed with so much knowledgeable information that you will want to use and apply to your everyday life. So let's make sure you're paying attention. But first, really quickly, if you're a man who knows that you have the potential to do great things, but not sure how to get from where you are to where you want to be, trapped in mental and emotional bondage, you're being crushed on the self-limiting beliefs and behaviors, it's time to stop struggling with the stress, anxiety, self-doubt, and fear, and look me up on LinkedIn at DB Empowers and send me a message and we can book your free no-pitch clarity call so you can learn from so you can learn more about me and my team and if and how we can help you master your emotions and begin maximizing your full potential to the highest level within the next 60 days. Okay, my man, Sean, what's going on, brother? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, how you doing? Sean, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I just want to thank you for being on. I know you're busy. Yeah. You have a lot going on, but I appreciate you making time to come through the project, man, and really chop it up with us today, man. My pleasure. All right. So I'm going to get right into it, Sean. And you know, just, a, just some questions I want to ask you, man, and we're just going to roll through it, okay? Okay. 
So as a child, man, who and what was your example of a man? So for me, um, I, I mean, it would be probably my father, uh, mostly, um, and, and a couple of uncles. Um, but they varied from one end of the spectrum to the other. So you had my dad, who wasn't very handy, um, and probably a little bit more emotional than most, uh, all the way to my uncles, who uh, could build a house. So right. um, it, it's just it was a variety from one spectrum to the other. Um, <laughs> I get it, man. That's great. So Simon, man, when you were younger, like, what did being a man mean to you? What did that represent to you? Uh, for me, uh, a lot of it was uh, strength and being there for everyone else. And, um, you know, I definitely bought into the narrative that uh, that you don't show your emotion. And, um, and that was reinforced several times when we went through a few family tragedies. And I, I found myself putting my feelings second to make sure that everybody else was okay and um and and try to be that rock for the family because i thought that's what they needed and um and here i am years later still trying to deal with that so yeah being a man to me when i was younger is being strong being there for everybody um you know you know and then you, you go into the other things that i wasn't very good at so playing sports and uh, and building things. And, and so, um, you know, just all, I bought into that narrative uh, completely. Being that you wasn't a handyman or good at building things or good in the sports world, how did that impact you coming up? Um, I felt like less of a man. I felt shame. I felt like there was something wrong with me. Um, you know, it was, it was very, very difficult to deal with that. Um, you know, I, I, I ate my feelings. Yeah. So I was I was very, very large when I graduated high school and uh, that didn't help anything at all either. Um, you know, so so it really just made me feel like less of a human overall and like there was something wrong with me. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's powerful, man. I get it. And as a person who was big in the sports coming up, man, I, I will say I have been guilty in full transparency, guilty of looking like looking at young men, boys who didn't play sports or who weren't good at sports, treating them like something was wrong with them. Like, yo, how can you not be good? How can you not be in the sports? I did not understand it for the life. I didn't understand how can you not be in the sports? And it took me growing up and getting older to realize it doesn't define who you are. It doesn't define your masculinity. But in the sport that I play football, you know, so much is getting caught up in how hard you can hit, how fast you can run, you know, how many tackles you have, how many touchdowns you score. And that is <laughs> that goes, you know, side to side with your masculinity or hand to hand with your masculinity. That equates your masculinity depending on yeah. your stats on the football field. So I definitely yep. get it, man, and how you can be ostracized if you're not in the sports. You know, I know we used to go as far yeah. as looking at people in the band when you say big guys in the band playing the tube and things like that. Yo, why are you in there holding a horn when you need to be out here in the three point stance? So I definitely get how that can be damaging. So Tell me a little bit more about you, man. Share your story and, and talk about the things that made you the man you are today. Sure. So, uh, you know, so it, with all of with all of my struggles, trying to figure out what a man is and try to try to live up to that. You know, I was I was a, a magnet for bullies. Mm. And um, and so that uh, that kind of helped me that actually helped reinforce uh, the, the behavior of hiding my feelings and not, not being vocal and those things. And, um, I, I graduated high school, went to college. I 
bailed out after the first year. I fell into a really deep depression. I stopped going to classes. Um, and from there, it was just sort of floundering around for a few years. And, um, and then uh, when I was 24, uh, my younger brother, who had a lot of the same struggles I did, in fact, he was trying harder to put on that facade than I was. Yeah. Um, and I uh, realized how deep in he was and um then one day I, I got a call that he had passed away accidental overdose and that was probably the first part that and that was when I first started to understand that you know dealing with these things I wasn't dealing with them the right way but yeah. um you know I, I never really dealt with his death the right way either because I was trying to be strong for everybody else so at the same time I'm noticing you know that something pushed him into the, into the drugs and everything else. And I, you know, I, I should be doing something to, to better that situation for myself. But at the same time, I still reinforced that behavior uh, where I was trying to be strong for everyone else. And, uh, and so after that, um, you know, it was just a lot of supporting my family. My parents felt really guilty. My mom felt really guilty. And it was just a lot of trying to help them and, you know, their marriage was rocky after that. And so I was, I felt like I was in the middle of it and, you know, I'm trying to, trying to be the strong man for them, even, you know, um, even as things were falling apart. And then my dad, you know, my dad got cancer in 2012 and, um, and that sort of changed my, that changed a lot of my thoughts on the world and how short, you know, time is and how the, the things that seem important, um, you know, you're putting off that facade really doesn't matter. And he became more emotional himself um, toward the end and, and opened up a lot more toward the end. And so that helped me to start doing it a little bit more. But even then, um, you know, I, I still I still struggled in silence with that for the next few years until this year. And this year, uh, being being an extrovert and and and, and um, valuing having people around me and activities to keep my minds off or my mind off of my feelings, um, it, I really was thrown through a loop this year. And so, um, you know, with with the pandemic and being stuck inside, and um, you know, eventually got to a point where, um, you know, I I was. I was thinking about killing myself to a point where it was really starting to scare me. I had had all, I always had those thoughts before, um, but it was really starting to, to scare me. And, and so that's when I started to seek out and I had done the therapy thing before in the past and, and it's great. Um, but that's when I started to seek out peer support like tether and a few Facebook groups and things like that. And um, I mean, I, when I say it changed my life, it, it changed my life. I mean, it's, it's uh you know, being open and vulnerable and open with my family and honest about my feelings and, you know, every once in a while putting myself and my feelings first uh, and understanding that that is masculinity, that strength is masculinity. And that is something that I don't want any other boy or man to go through. And so that's one hope for me is that we change this narrative and, and, and that no other no other little boy that's not good at sports that gets bullied and, and has to deal with all of these things feels like less of a man or like something's wrong with them. And so it's kind of drawn me into this world where, um, you know, it's, it's, it's becoming a purpose for me to, to see this through. Yeah. That's, that's amazing, brother. And I definitely, definitely, that definitely resonates with me, man. I feel you on that. Talk to me about like, what was the hardest part for you as you're going through this maturation, as you're going through this, 
growth and realizing and coming into yourself and speaking out, what was the most challenging thing for you about that? Uh, most challenging thing for me was just getting the words out the first time. So, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I was, I was drunk one night and I just broke down and I told a couple of my friends, my really close friends that how I was feeling. And, um, you know, and, and I saw, I saw how that affected them. And, and I saw how surprised they were by that um, because I had never really indicated uh, that there was even a problem. I, I got so good at hiding it. And um, once I got the words out of my mouth and I found I was still breathing, um, <laughs> right. that, you know, that, that getting over that hump really, really helped. Um, but then the second, the second big one was finding other like-minded men um, mm. that feel the same way. So, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, even just in the last six months, um, interacting with these guys and having a completely different relationship with these people that I've ever had with men in my entire life, um, you know, to a point where, yeah, you know, I discuss my feelings and I will tell my, I will tell my guy friends that I love them. And, you know, I will, I will talk about my feelings and, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's, 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 it's actually been phenomenal. It's, it's helped me immensely and I wish I had done it sooner. Yeah, that, that is awesome. That is so amazing. So speaking of feelings, man, what was harder for you prior to going through this process? What was harder for? Was it harder for you to identify what you felt, to process through your feelings, or to communicate what you were feeling? Um, probably communicate what I was feeling. But honestly, the worst part for me was I didn't. I felt like as soon as I started to talk about it, I couldn't unring that bell. So if I showed that sign of weakness, or if I showed that part of me that was weak or vulnerable. Um, if I show it one time, I can't unring that bell. So I'm either going to be the tough guy that's, 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 uh, that tries to be there and, and a rock for everyone and, and put on that facade. Or, you know, I, if I, if I do open up, you know, I, there's no going back. And so it was just me trying to maintain that facade and, um, you know, and, and, and for what purpose, you know, it, it, it doesn't really serve any purpose and it was starting to do me more harm than good. Um, I wasn't that's helping amazing. anybody. Yeah, that's amazing. You brought up something that I'm about to ask you, your thoughts on it. And what are your thoughts when I say the words vulner male vulnerability and transparency? What's the first thing that comes to your mind when I say that? Uh, so, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. It's, it's my old way of thinking, but weakness is the first thing that comes yeah. to my mind. Yeah. Um, you know, and, 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 and I don't feel that way so much anymore, but that's, I mean, that's still ingrained to the point where that was the first word that came up when you said that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's being weak. Yeah, and that's how we've been conditioned over the years, man. We're conditioned that men, you know, we're supposed to be tough, show no vulnerability to show. But by doing that and what I learned through my own struggles, through what I do now with, you know, my clients and work with men, what I learned from that is by denying ourselves vulnerability, by not allowing ourselves to be vulnerable, we are denying ourselves the ability or the opportunity to actually adapt, recover, and grow from the exactly. things we've been through. We're denying yep. ourselves the opportunity to be able to heal and overcome the things that we've been through. That, for so long, brother, I used to suffer in silence and isolation due mm -hmm. to the things that I've been through in my life. And a little background about me is, you know, I've been physically, emotionally, and sexually abused as a child. So I carried a lot of guilt, a lot of shame, a lot of resentment. Yes, I'm this big yeah. tough man, football player, really good at football, got money to play in college and things like that. I was, you know, I was, I was, you know, I was, I was quote unquote a man's man, but I was carrying this invisible suitcase. I was carrying this 
unresolved trauma. I was carrying all these things that had me acting out in ways that wasn't beneficial for me, for my future, for my family. And it was because I couldn't allow myself to talk about what I've been through. How can I stand up here as a big black man who is known to be aggressive, known to be loud and boisterous and, you know, ladies, man, how can I sit here and say that at eight years old, I had my innocence taken from me? Yeah. How can I say that I wasn't able to protect myself how can I say that I wasn't able to protect my mother when my dad was beating on? I'm I'm a man. I'm I'm strong, and and, and I carried that weight and that baggage. But it wasn't until I allowed myself to be vulnerable, to start talking about where I was. That's when I began the healing process. That's when I began my journey to adapt, recover, and grow. So that's key, man. And and, and the main thing yep. that I want people to know is that's not doesn't mean you're weak. No, <laughs> you not at all. Saying? Yeah, yeah. It's the opposite. It's Absolutely. the opposite. Because it, it takes a lot of strength to talk about those things. And I think what probably shocked me most of all was the amount of people that came to me with people I've known for decades that came to me with similar issues and yes. they started talking about it. And you're like, I would have never known, you know, yes. but you're finding that you're not alone, you know. And, and, and so, you know, to, to have the strength to be the first one to say something and then open up that dialogue is really more powerful and it makes you more of a man than anything else in this world. Yeah. When you, when you realize you're not alone in this, that mm-hmm. you're not the only one carrying this baggage or this burden, man, it, it's, it's freeing, you know, yeah. it is a freeing thing, man. So, you know, speaking on that, like what is one piece of advice you will give men regarding masculinity? Uh, don't don't buy what you've been taught and, 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 and really think about what, is best for you and what's going to help you learn and grow and not what you think that you have to do or that facade that you think you have to put on or what society expects of you. Um, because at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. And so, you know, you're, you got to put your own happiness first. And I think that, you know, I, speaking as somebody who did have that facade for so long, I knew it wasn't working for me. I always knew it wasn't working for me. So these guys, these guys know, you know, the, these guys know that they're, they're, they're playing up to, you know, what they think they need to be instead of who they are. And, um, and, and that's the, that's it, be yourself and just yeah. be vulnerable and, 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 um, you know, don't buy into, don't buy into what you think you need to be. Absolutely, man. I love it. So in the spirit of vulnerability and transparency, man, what is something that you still struggle with today or is a challenge for you to this day? And I ask this because, like we just talked about, it's important for men to know that they aren't alone and they don't have to suffer in silence and isolation. No matter who we are or how big we get or everything we got going on, that we still struggle. And there's nothing wrong with admitting that we're struggling. We have to be alone because I don't make you any less of a man. So what is the challenge for you right now? So the challenge for me is that I've been living this 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 facade for so long. I, um, I have a real tough time um, liking myself. And so I'm learning, I'm learning to, so there, it's a two part thing. So I'm, I'm learning kind of who I am. I'm 37 years old and I'm, I'm learning who I am because I'm exploring all of these different things, but also I'm kind of having to learn to, to like myself and hopefully eventually move into loving myself. But that is, um, you know, right now that is my biggest challenge. And, and it, it comes from 20, 25 years of, of not, putting these things first like i you know 
and, 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 and having it all build up. I mean, that's where a lot of it comes from, but that's, that's, that's my biggest struggle right now. Yeah. That's, that's important. And I think we all struggle with that in some way, shape or form. I know for me, you know, I, I do, a, I exercise at night called the mirror exercise, where I speak to my inner child, where I speak to my subconscious and I work on shaping that reframing. And one of the most important things is I tell myself, I love you. Yeah. I love you. And I do a couple other exercises too, like a couple other phrases I say, but I end with Derek, I love you. Um, for all the times I did not feel love, for all the times I didn't love myself, for all the mistakes that I made, I, you know, I let myself know that I love you for who you are, but most importantly for who you aren't. So yeah. it's one of those things, man, it's important that self-love, man, that is, that is critical, man. That is critical. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking on, on, on terms of like self-love and self-care, which men kind of want to run away from, what are some things you do to practice self-care? So for me, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, exercise, whether that's just going out for a very simple walk, um, you know, or hanging outside in any way, give, uh, shape or form. I have a tendency to, you know, I, I live by myself, so I have a tendency yeah. to go for the quick meals. Um, and so, you know, self-care for me is becoming, and I'm still learning how to do it, but, um, you know, cooking healthy meals mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, making sure that my alcohol intake is healthy and, and um, you know, not excessive. And so it's very, very basic things, but they're things that I've neglected for, you know, for so long. Absolutely, man. I, I get it. That's, and that's critical, man. That self-love is so important, man, to be to take care of yourself and, you know, recharge those mental and emotional batteries, man. Um, that's important. What, yeah. are, what are some things that you do to bring that? What are some things that you do that bring you joy? Uh, well, see, that's been tough this year. I mean, a, a lot of what brings me joy is hanging out with my friends and yeah. traveling and, um, you know, a lot of social things. So it's been, it's been difficult, but, um, you know, honestly, like, uh, you know, on, on, on the Teller app, interacting with the guys on there, um, I've become really close with a handful of them and, um, you know, just interacting with them is bringing me joy, even though I haven't met them in person. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it, you know, these people understand me more than most, most of the people I've known for, for years. Absolutely. Um, you know, I have a dog. Uh, she's the, she's the sense to be the center of my universe because it's just us. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, she brings me joy every single day. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's one nice thing to come out of this year is, uh, things that, bring me joy or the smaller things that I may have taken for granted before. So, yeah. you know, man, like the time with my dog and, and, um, you know, catching up with people I don't, you know, get to talk to, you know, even on a daily basis. And so, you know, the little things, uh, this year, you know, I can take away something positive from all that. Man, that's amazing, brother. That's amazing, bro. I don't, and I get it, man. It's, you know, with this COVID coming through and shutting things down. It's been harder to get out and do things. You know, for me, a big part of what I love to do was, you know, going out to, you know, a sports bar and just watching college football games and socializing with my friends and talking trash and knocking back a couple beers and some tequila, but it's, you know, or going to a cigar lounge, smoking a nice cigar and taking my tequila with me and drinking there. But it's like, you can't do those things. So it's important that you be able to find outlets and different resources to be able to manage the daily demands, you know, of this pandemic and also your personal your personal professional demand so it's important hey last question man and i and you know you can i'm phrasing it two different ways so whatever way you're best answering it that's fine but what i want to ask you man is what type of legacy are you leaving in this world or when it's all said and done how do you want to be remembered 
So that's actually something I've given a lot of thought to just over the last couple of months and, and yeah. sort of when, you know, getting into, to, you know, finding myself and all that. And honestly, if I can have a part in helping other men who are dealing with the same things that I've dealt with and, and take what I've had to experience and, and, and use that in a way to help someone else. Um, I absolutely enjoy that. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many guys I've talked to that are in, in rough shape and, I just, I really enjoy interacting with them and, 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 and trying to help them any way I can. But more importantly, it's changing how we see masculinity and how we interact mm-hmm. as men and, and, and showing the boys that are coming up that, you know, this is not, you know, it's, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to show your feelings. And, and if I can have even a small part in that, um, you know, I, I'd die happy. I mean, that's just something that I've hurt so bad for so long mm. that if I can do something to, to, to help someone feel less of that coming up and to maybe change the way that we look at each other in this world, even, even just a tiny, tiny part of it, I, I, I die a happy man. Oh man, that's awesome, brother. That truly is, man. So listen, I want you to know, Sean, I appreciate you coming on. You are definitely a made man. You are definitely motivated. You are accessible. You are disciplined. You are truly expressive, man. And that's Thanks, what man. being a made man is all about, man. So I truly appreciate your time. I truly Thanks, appreciate man. everything you're doing. I look forward Likewise. to seeing more of what you're doing in 2021. Let people know where they can reach you at, brother. Uh, so, I, I mean, I, I've got, uh, I'm on uh, Instagram. Uh, Sean Kashigian is, is my handle. Uh, same with Twitter um, and Facebook. So, um, you know, feel free to reach out to me anyway, any way you can. Uh, SeanKashigian.com is my website. Uh, I run a real estate uh, um, business, but you can still reach me through that. And, um, you know, but, but really, if anybody ever wants to reach out and talk about anything, I am always open. So, um, you know, anytime. I appreciate you having me. That's great, man. We truly appreciate you, man. I love everything you're doing for mental health and for, you know, just, just changing this male narrative around what this what masculinity truly is, man. Um, so important. Yeah, I want people to understand that vulnerability equals masculinity. Yeah. That's, that's crucial. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. All right, brother. Listen, man, you enjoy the rest of your day. Appreciate you coming on, man. Like I said, look forward to seeing what you got going on in 2021, my man. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No problem, brother. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I truly hope something during this episode resonated with you. It is my hope that you know that no matter what you're dealing with or what you're going through, you don't have to suffer in silence, isolation, and shame. We all have struggles. We all have things that we are dealing with and ignoring or avoiding what you're thinking and feeling and not allowing yourself to be vulnerable or express any internal hurt and pain doesn't make you more of a man. Please understand that. Also, please share this episode. You never know what someone is going through and something in this episode may help. Remember, no matter what it is or how hard it is, that's not all there is. You don't have to stay stuck or struggling. Your power is in your choices. So what type of choices are you going to make today? I'm here, my brother. You know I love you. Yes, you, yes, you are enough. I just want to be a good man. I can't relate to you, brother, because you're a good man. Yes, you are a good man.